by the Bog of Cats, Act 1. Dawn on the Bog of Cats. Hester Swain has found the body of a black swan known as Black Wing, frozen on the ice. She knows it is an ill omen for her, but she remains defiant. A ghost fancier drawn to a place where a ghost will appear meets Hester. When he sees she's still alive, he realises he is too early and promises to return that evening. Unsettled but undeterred, she continues on towards the caravan. Hester buries Black Wing when Catwoman arrives. She's a blind woman with a spiritual link to the bog, and she can read terrible signs in the death of the swan. That afternoon, Caroline Cassidy, Carthage's betrothed, appears in her wedding dress. She stakes her claim on the house that has been bought for the new couple, but when Hester refuses to move out, Caroline threatens her and then tries to bribe her. The young woman's desperation is no match for Hester's anger. She leaves in tears. Carthage arrives to confront Hester about upsetting Caroline. She begs him to come back to her, reminding him of the passion they shared and the love they once had, but nothing works. He leaves and Hester is heartbroken. Caroline returns with her father, Xavier. Hester is drunk. Xavier reminds her that she's signed away her rights to the house and must leave. Desperate, Hester invokes the memory of her mother and their primal connection to the bog. It was rumoured that Xavier once loved Big Josie Swain, but he denies it here, describing how she neglected Hester, leaving her alone and unwashed. These accusations seem to cut Hester the worst of all. Act 2 It is the evening of the same day at the Cassidy's house. Catwoman is drinking alone at the reception for Carthage and Caroline's wedding. She is interrupted by the appearance of the ghost of Joseph Swain. Her connection to the spirit world allows her to hear his ghost and he pleads with her to lead him to Hester. Meanwhile, Caroline is just beginning to realise how connected Carthage and Hester will always be. With the party assembled, Mr. Cassidy makes his father of the bride speech. This is followed swiftly by an unplanned mother of the groom speech, in which Mrs. Kilbride describes the gifts Carthage has given her. It draws attention to her narcissism, as well as her jealousy of her son's attention to Caroline. Father Willow's speech follows, but makes little sense and trails off as his mind wanders. Then, Hester appears in her own wedding dress. She's reached a peak of desperation and determination. Once more, she begs Carthage to return to her, and when he refuses, she asks to be allowed at least to stay on the bog. Other members of the group weigh in with taunts and support, with Monica revealing that Mrs Kilbride is closer to tinker blood than she would like to admit. Carthage is unmoved and tells Hester to leave. Her wrath is solidified. She leaves with a promise to wage a vicious war against them. It is dusk. 
Hester, in her charred and muddied wedding dress, stands alone save for the ghost of her 18-year-old brother, Joseph Swain. Behind her, the house and shed are in flames. The cattle inside are burning. He approaches her singing one of their mother's favourite songs. He means her no harm, and Hester is relieved that he has not come looking for revenge. They talk about big Josie Swain and about the night Hester slit Joseph's throat as he rowed about her and Carthage. This is her terrible secret that has weighed on her since that night. They find a sort of resolution with each other. Hester makes her peace with the ghost fancier and readies herself for death. She's interrupted by Josie returning. The young girl is a buzz from the party and they dance together. Saviour appears enraged that his property is burning. He advances on her as if he might rape her, but she holds her ground. Carthage reappears, furious, and promises her that she will never see Josie again. Caroline is able to see just how broken Hester is when Carthage can only see his own losses. She promises to look out for Josie and to work to change Carthage's mind. Josie reappears and Hester tries to say goodbye, convinced that there is now no escape. Josie refuses to let her mother leave, adamant that if she does, she will spend her whole life waiting for Hester to return. Hester cannot bear the thought of her own pain repeated in Josie's life, and in one savage moment, she cuts her throat. In the same instance, the ghost fancier steps forward. He and Hester have their final dance of death as she dies. So, what do you need to know about Hester Swain? Well, she says, I was born on the bog of cats and on the bog of cats I'll end me days. I've as much right to this place as any of yous, more for it holds me to it in ways it has never held yous. Hester is the central character in the play. All of the action from the opening to the final scene has a cumulative effect on her. Each moment leads her directly or indirectly to the final terrible tragedy. Hester is a 40-year-old traveller woman who's lived her whole life on the Bog of Cats. She's proud, strong-willed, living in a community that doesn't fully understand her traditions and won't accept her for who she is. She can see the artifice and greediness behind how people of the town treat each other and is not afraid to comment on it. She's proud of her heritage and longs for her mother to return. The longing breeds the quiet, jealous rage within her that feels her passionate and violent acts and creates the tragedy of the play. Her true and deep love for Carthage and their daughter Josie ties her to the local community in a fractious bond, pulling at her identity and challenging her willful independence. Hester represents the other, the outsider, and her presence on the bog is an unsettling reminder of the locals that there are some things that cannot be controlled. So who's Hester's daughter, Josie Kilbride? This is what she says. Mom, I want to be where you'll be. 
I'd be watching for you all the time, long the bog of cats. I'd be hoping and waiting and praying for you to return. Who does that sound like? She echoes her mother's fantasies for big Josie Swain to return. So Josie, she's a typical seven-year-old, eager for her mother's attention and excited for any chance to dress up. She's a happy child, she's smart, and she enjoys the freedom that growing up on the bog affords her. With the exception of Mrs Kilbride, whose pettiness makes her mean towards her granddaughter, the characters in the play treat her with care and affection. Josie's named after Big Josie Swain, and it's the next link in the chain of mothers and daughters that forms the heart of the play. So the theme, family, mothers and daughters. What do we need to know about Carthage Kilbride? He says, I'm up to me neck in an other life that cannot include you anymore. Carthage's portrayal of Hester from the outset of the play casts him as the antagonist or the villain. Yet her need for his love means that he has the potential to be a redeemer. Choosing the young Caroline and a new life of ease and wealth sets the wheels in motion for the action in the play. Yet the bond between him and Hester goes so deep that his returning to her is the only act that could save her from her fate. Carthage might represent a culture that's moving away from its heritage and roots in favour of modernity and comfortable narrative. Hester's way of life represents a time of raw survival, a history of violence, an endurance that is easier to know from a distance. By choosing Caroline, Carthage rejects his past and ultimately sacrifices his future, as embodied by his daughter. So a lot of the characters in By the Bog of Cats are women and now we're going to look at some of the important women in the story. So first of all, we have got Mrs Kilbride, Carthage's mother. She's proud and vain. She sees wealth as the only true indication of a person having succeeded in life and is horrified that her son's relationship with Hester has tied her through blood to a traveller. Like most people, she's arrogant, dis- desperate for attention and is constantly talking about herself to others and criticising others. She shows up to her son's wedding in a white dress and insists on giving a speech about how much he loves her. She's a terrific comedic character because it's impossible to take her self-importance seriously. The Catwoman. She says, I know everything that happens on this bog. I'm the keeper of the bog of cats in case you've forgotten. I own this bog. She's an intriguing character. She's lived a rural life on the bog and survives by her own rules. Her blindness seems to afford her an inner sight, the ability to speak to ghosts and an instinct for seeing the future. The people of the town seem to respect her and they also fear her. So she's always invited to places and special events to offer a blessing. From the beginning of the play, she seems to understand that something terrible is catching up with Hester and the day will end in tragedy. She tries her best to get Hester to leave the bog, but even her warnings fall on deaf ears. Then we have Monica. Monica has an akin relationship with Hester. She wants to protect her. She says, Hester, they'll skin you alive. I'm telling you, they'll kill you. 
I stood up for you as best I could. Monica, she's a caring neighbour. She's watched Hester and Josie grow up and is protective of them. She's a character with integrity, reminding people of things from the past that they've willfully forgotten in the hopes that they'll avoid the same mistakes. For Hester, Monica is a friend and link to her mother. She's the only one who manages to soothe Hester's rage in the final act. Then lastly, we have Caroline Cossidy. She says, you and Hester has a whole history together, stretching back years that connects you, and that seems more important than real than anything we have. And I wonder, what have we done the wrong thing? Caroline, in every single way, is the opposite to Hester. She's lived a sheltered life of wealth and privilege. Her innocence and youth are attractive to Carthage as an opportunity to start again. When her wedding day arrives, she's filled with naive optimism but also knows that a bond remains between Carthage and Hester. Visiting Hester on the bog to beg her to leave is a brave act, as Caroline could attempt, but it's not enough. She doesn't really stand a chance in the face of Hester's passion. So let's look at some of the themes. The most prominent theme is the theme of the outsider. Travellers sometimes become ashamed of their identity. That shame came because for years we were told to give up on our traditions and ways. We were expected to assimilate. What helps us to not assimilate are the two most important parts of our culture, nomadism and family. That's a direct quote from the Travellers Ethnic Group Society. So it's often the case in society that anyone seen as different is met with fear and suspicion. We try to contain them, control them, unsettled by the strangeness of their ideas and unpredictability. If they resist, we force them out. Travellers are an indigenous ethnic group who have been part of Irish society for centuries and because of people's prejudice and fear are forced to the edges of society. They're proud of their heritage and maintain a set of traditions the heart of which is a nomadic lifestyle. Traveller families can often be led by strong matriarchal figures like the character of Big Josie Swain or Hester Swain. And by the Bog of Cats, Hester is an outsider because of her traveller blood. She lives on the bog even when Carthage builds her a house, stays close to the land and often sleeps in her caravan. This casts her as an outsider and she often has to defend herself and her heritage. Understanding what makes Hester different to the rest of the town helps us to understand her position in the play. She's an outsider and her values and traditions reflect that. Nothing's more important than her connection to her mother, her daughter and to the bog itself. Her love for her family and a willful need to be living where she needs to be are two strong traveller traditions. The Bog the setting for By the Bog of Cats is very important. Raised bogs like those found in Offaly are areas of peat built up over thousands of years with an average depth of 8 metres. It's a landscape that has appealed to many Irish artists, but what makes them such a compelling image? Bogland is formed very slowly as layer upon layer of moss and vegetation break down. Each layer reflects the moment it was formed. Like the complex history of Hester Swain, the bog is detailed and holds clues to what has come before. 
she is deeply connected to the difficult landscape and can't fathom anywhere else to live. It connects her to the past, conjuring a link to an ancient time in Ireland and resisting the fast-paced change brought on by mechanisation and technology. We understand the power of her pagan beliefs and dark ability, more because of complex history of the bog. Like Hester, the bog holds violent secrets. The remains of many murder victims, such as the Crocran Man, have been preserved by the bog for thousands of years. The ghost of Joseph Swain comes to find Hester on the bog, the door between the dead and the living weaker in this strange mythical place where past and present exist side by side. Don't forget about our Greek myth, Medea. Medea was first produced in Greece in 431 BC. It's among the most famous Greek tragedies ever written and has been reimagined and used as inspiration for this work. Adopting this ancient story as a structural foundation allows Marina Carr to tap into the stylistic and thematic tropes such as the mythical or magical ideas of fate and destiny or the rough justice of nature. There are a number of parallels between the two plays. Both respond to the social and cultural upheaval happening at the time, articulate the difficulty faced by women seeking independence in a male-dominated society, and explore the damaging effects of ostracism as experienced by the outsider. There are plenty more themes, you have them in your notes. Continue these notes by bullet pointing all of the themes that you have from fifth year.